Hi, welcome to A Look Behind and Rewind. I'm your host, Tom Nielsen. Well, gang, as we enter the month of September, this is your reminder that there's only a short time left before Major League Baseball goes into its big annual mega event. You know, the uh, World Series, the be-all and end-all, the fine old American sport of baseball. So even though I'm not much of a sports fan myself, I thought I'd take this opportunity to share a few baseball stories of my own. Now for that, I think we're going to need some special music. <laughs> Perfect. Buy me some peanuts and cracker jacks. I don't care if I never get back. Let me yell and root for the home team. If they don't win, it's a shame. Cause it's one, two, three strikes you're out at the old ball. Can't get any better than that, I tell you. By the way, this particular rendition came from a jingle package we used once at a TV station I worked at in Cleveland, Ohio. For quite a number of years, the old Cleveland Indians hadn't been doing very well, and as the new promotion guy in town, they assigned me to come up with some brand new TV spots to advertise the upcoming season. You know, make them even more exciting and appealing, in a vain attempt to bring in some new fans. Now remember what I said about not being much of a sports fan? Well, this is my true confession, folks. Up to that point, I had sort of a love-hate relationship with the game that went back quite a long ways. But we'll get to that story in just a moment. Right now, I'm going to tell you about my adventure coming up with a new commercial for the Cleveland Indians. I went out to the stadium one day, accompanied by one of the TV station's crack photographers, to see what kind of video we could get during one of the Indians' preseason practice sessions. And I have to admit, I really didn't have any idea of what I was doing. So I approached it like any other advertising gig. I told the photographer, let's get lots of close-up shots, like focusing on the ball rolling across the grass, or maybe one of the team members holding up his glove to catch a fly ball. We couldn't do much in the way of picturing the crowds in the stands, because basically, there were none. It was a practice game, so the only folks out there were the real die-hard fans who showed up rain or shine. Otherwise, it was a pretty empty stadium, and I didn't even know enough about the game or the star players to be able to direct my photographer on what kind of shots to get. So after a few hours of trying everything we could think of, we then slinked back to the TV station with our tail between our legs to try to edit something out of nothing. Luckily, I had a top-notch young video editor who jumped at the chance to make an award-winning commercial out of the pretty mediocre footage that we came back with. And if I must say so myself, given the fact that we didn't have much to work with, it turned out to be a pretty nice spot. But like I said earlier, I didn't know much about baseball, nor did I have much of a desire to learn. And to illustrate that point, let me tell you about the time I went on a trip to Yankee Stadium with a couple of my high school buddies. Compared to me, they were absolutely nuts about baseball. I was just along for the ride. <laughs> and the stadium hot dogs. Yum. 
To give you an idea of what kind of fans they were, they knew every word of the official Yankees theme song. Well, around this time, while they were spending every spare moment listening to Yankee games on the radio, my passion was tuning into a New York station that did talk radio. And so I figured, while Ike, Joey, and the rest of the guys were in the bleachers cheering on the Bronx Bombers, I could take that opportunity to quietly slip away to one of the phone booths in the concession area and try to call in to my favorite radio personality live on the air and have a conversation about what it's like to be a non-sports fan in the house that Babe Ruth built. Holy cow, he did it! But you know, while it seemed like a good idea at the time, it wasn't as easy as I thought. I came prepared with a whole pocket full of quarters, and even that didn't help. I kept plugging coins into the payphone, one after another after another, but nothing much happened. You see, what I had not reckoned on was the fact that on a typical day like this, hundreds of other New Yorkers were also calling into WNBC Radio to chat with the same talk show host. My chances of getting through were probably one in a million. But I kept trying, and trying, and trying, all to no avail. Finally, I gave up on the whole thing and went back to rejoin my friends in the bleachers. Eventually, the Yankees wound up losing that day, and we all headed back to the subway, accompanied by hundreds of other disheartened Yankee fans, all sweaty, smelly, and silently suffering this tragic loss. I tell you, folks, you've never lived until you've been crammed into an old, broken-down subway car in New York City with hundreds of stinky Yankee fans, standing room only with no respect for personal space or good hygiene. But that's not the end of our story, gang. You want to know why I wasn't such a die-hard baseball fan? Well, let's back up a few years earlier, when I was in middle school, or as we called it back then, junior high school. On one bright sunny spring day, our gym class went outdoors to play a game of softball. As always, being the least athletic student of the entire class, they assigned me to the outfield. So there I was, way out in the outer reaches of the galaxy, bored out of my mind, daydreaming as usual, and paying absolutely no attention to the game being played. Nobody ever seemed to hit any balls in my direction, so I figured all I had to do was patiently wait for the end of the class period head for the locker room, and then I'd be back in my comfort zone again, studying English or history or whatever. But you know that saying, the best laid plans of mice and men often go kerplunk, <laughs> or something like that. Well, on that particular day, 
I was fated to learn just how powerful a line drive could be. I was standing around just biding my time in the outfield, not paying attention, when suddenly all my classmates began screaming at me. What was going on? What were they saying? It was all just a big blur. I had no inkling of what was about to happen. And then, all of a sudden, this big, enormous softball, more like a meteor from outer space, descended from out of nowhere and headed right in my direction. I was totally unprepared. And worse yet, I was paralyzed with fear. And down it came, hitting me square on the top of my head. As my teammates later told me, I just crumpled with the impact. And I lay there on the field, totally unconscious, for a few minutes or so. Eventually I came to. I slowly picked myself up, surrounded by my classmates. And by then, the bell had rung. So we all packed up our stuff and headed to the locker room. And from that day on, I kid you not, I vowed to myself that I was done with baseball forever. Or so I thought. And as you just heard, the only exceptions I ever made to that rule were when I was required to do so by my job, promoting the not-so-exciting Cleveland Indians during one of their worst seasons ever. But I tell you, Every minute that I was out on that field in Municipal Stadium, I was also scanning the skies for any stray foul balls that might come my way. No way I was going to be caught with my guard down again. There's only so many times that you can take a blow to the head like that and still come out smiling. You've been listening to A Look Behind and Rewind. I'm Tom Nielsen. See you next time. Hi, this is Tom Nielsen. If you enjoyed this podcast, you're invited to hear more of our episodes at A Look Behind and Rewind. And feel free to share our link with friends, family, and others, as well as following us on buzzsprout.com, Apple, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts.